nothing. So I don't think Jermaine Johnson was ever an option because then you have two Tank Lawrences coming off the edges, and that's not really what you want. So the more tanks, the better, apparently. That's where my tax money goes. Chris Hansen here, and I'm going to need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds vs. Boys. I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Idiots. Stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. Upside alert. Upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope is gone. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach. Keep the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful podcast. I'll be watching. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 114 of Birds vs. Boys. KMS here. I am still in the COVID cave. As you can tell, Aiden is on cloud nine, even though he got ripped down off cloud nine with the Embiid issue. But I think then he was brought back up to cloud 10. So he's up and down on clouds right now. Um, So, yeah, we are here to recap the NFL draft. Obviously, this is our draft recap show. I'm excited about it. I think uh, we both have reasons to be excited. You know, in college, what the best part was? Um, That I graduated 13 years ago. (laughs) I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. To me, it wasn't the party that was the best part. It was when you woke up the next morning and rehashed the night's events with all of your college best friends. Mm -hmm. That's what this is. But with the NFL draft. This is rehashing all of the great parts of the night that was with your friends. That's what the draft recap show is. Uh, I, I want to start with you on a kind of on a note that you're not going to expect here. Did you Uh-oh. see the Ryan Tannehill quote today? I did. He was like, "It's not my job to mentor Malik Willis." We're gonna we're competing against each other. Did he say that? He said we're com- we're competing against each other. We're competing against each other. I don't think it's my job to mentor him. Well, here's the problem for both of them. We have A.J. Brown now. <laughs> exactly why I started there. <laughs> oh, what a night. What a time to be alive. Uh, yeah, it's a heck of a trade. Um, I just can't wait until his best friend is forced out of town after a year, and then you have an angry wide receiver who wants out of the city after two years. Because I'm not going to lie. I did think about that. I did think about that in the sense that they were like, oh, now we get to play together, and Jalen pushed for this and all this stuff. I'm like – I want CJ Stroud as my quarterback next year. Like, great story. Do not care. <laughs> Until he's fucking catching, you know, 13 touchdowns for 1,200 yards from somebody else. I don't think he'll yeah. be too upset. Yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Uh, I mean, his job no longer is to watch Derrick Henry get the ball 22 times a game and mm-hmm. just hand off, hand off, hand off. So, uh, I don't know. It's better here than yeah. it was. Did you, did you see my tweet today with the one – 1-11 that they the Eagles tweeted? No. What they, was it? The Eagles, the Eagles tweeted like 1x11, and it was a picture of Jalen and AJ like hugging. So like, you know, number one and number 11. And I said it looks like a AJ Brown stat line having Jalen Hurts as his <laughs> quarterback. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, my coworker today, he got, he got hit with the – he had a guy requested insurance from us. He sought us out. Mm-hmm. So my coworker texted him about a, a sale. He's like, I, I, I can help you out with insurance. 
and the guy hit him with one of these these nuts jokes and it was so funny and like the whole office has access to the text network yep. um so like because it's like all the uh customers in one so like we all saw just like the these nuts joke it's like you know that's funny it's hey. funny the, the ej brown thing one for 11 that's funny when it's funny it's funny it's funny yeah um all right so how do you want to do this do you want to go round by round for our teams yeah, let's do it that way. Let's like break down our drafts and just get into it. Let's get into the big names and then the draft overall. I mean, obviously, we can get the AJ Brown thing out of the way early. That technically counts as a draft pick. He's mm-hmm. 24. That's awesome. Like, that is exactly what we needed. We talked all offseason about pairing somebody with Devontae Smith, and they did. We talked about Quez moving back into that wide receiver three role. They made it happen. Like, you could not have asked for a, a better situation than that so i know he's not a draft pick but if you factor him into the draft picks you could not have had a better draft yeah no i mean he's a draft pick they traded a draft pick for him i count that as a draft pick and it's just everything they did the flexibility that they created with them for themselves by stockpiling picks trading last year with the dolphins trading again this year with the saints after they had three first round picks moved to two i had all the power then i didn't have the power you still have two next year, and you still ended up with AJ Brown. Pick flexibility. It's not. This isn't an Eagles thing. Like this is just like a draft. If you were a GM, pick flexibility, mm-hmm. as many picks as possible, and you will be fine. Keep throwing darts. Yeah, like that is a like you can think that you can watch a prospect, watch every highlight of his entire career from his freshman year of high school to his senior year of college, and think there is no way this kid fails. And he could still fail. Uh-huh. Drafts are crapshoots. That's why you need as many picks as possible to put the odds in your favor. Well, and that's and that in this draft, um, you know, GMs can say what they want about different draft class and stuff. But I think there was a pretty much consensus that this draft class was very heavy in the middle rounds. Like you could, yes. you could get a ton of value from three to six, and we saw yeah. a ton of value from three to six it wasn't that top heavy um a lot of some teams only had 13 14 guys ranked as first round picks so the more picks you had in this draft i felt like you like you said you're going to throw more darts at the board you're going to have a not all not all these picks are going to make the team right the cowboys had nine picks mm-hmm. all those guys are, are not going to be on the team next year um but a lot of people were like move up move your picks up go get your guy there was so much talent in the mid mid rounds where the Cowboys were like, we don't need to move. And they, yeah. they didn't. They stood pat and made all nine picks. They let yeah. they let their board fall to them. We'll talk about the first pick if it fell to them, but the rest of the draft, they let their board fall to them. I'm actually, I you're laughing. I'm coming around on the pick watching no. his tape. Yeah. Don't do oh, this yeah. to yourself. This is I've been down this road. This is this is literally like watching a guy in a relationship make all the nope. mistakes that you've made in a relationship. I have Just listened to his interviews. He is Please. articulate. He is smart. He's then go clean. be in chess club. No, nope. watch. He's then um, I mean go he can be a Rhodes scholar and work for I the UN. He's going to start for them at left guard, and I think he's going to be an upgrade from Connor Williams <laughs> right away. He's big, he's physical, and he's mean compared to small, not physical. And a little bitch. They need. No. They need. They got bullied last year. He is a bully. He did you see? I think it was Daniel Jeremiah's like first thing about him. 
what he said. He goes, permanently pissed off. Yeah, you so need that I. in your offensive lineman. Me yeah, too. Well, you're also Every day. Skinny. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we'll get into the second round pick. I won't give it away, but it's just like some people were, were uh, Eagles fans were talking about the pick. I'm like, yeah, I think I'm going to trust Jason Kelsey over me, who I am a stick figure. So <laughs> I don't have the right to talk about it. But, um, but to get back to your point, a ton of value in the middle rounds, which was great. Uh, with the COVID year and everyone just like getting that eligibility back. And we basically just had like a reset on college football. So there's a ton of value in the middle rounds, but it wasn't a top heavy draft. It was like the opposite of what you're used to. Yep. Um, so, but then again, that's why I'm glad the Eagles did what they did. It's like, is there a guy at 18 in this draft who you're like, yeah, going to absolutely be a home run? No. So you went out and got AJ Brown, who's 24. He gave him a contract that's less than Tyreek Hill, paid less than what the Dolphins gave up for Tyreek Hill, paid less than what the Raiders traded for Devontae Adams, both of whom are older. It's just like – and Debo is clearly like not on the table. He, he's younger than Allen Robinson, who you tried to make a move for. He doesn't bet on FanDuel like Calvin Ridley. Like it's just like everything worked out, and that was great value. And I think you're going to hear me say that 1,000 times in this episode, value, 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 getting great value out of what you have. Cowboys got absolutely fleeced with the Amari Cooper trade. The more that these wide receiver yeah. deals are coming out and trades, like they had Amari Cooper for $20 million a year. I just thought about that. You got a, what, a fifth-round pick or a sixth-round pick? Fifth-round pick, and they swap sixes. Oh, my God. <laughs> That is a clear. We don't want anything to do with this. They guy. were done with him. Done. Yeah, that that is was, just, it, got, it got very personal between him and Jerry Jones. You know what's ironic? I did that with AJ Brown in fantasy this year. I was like, I will just move on. I will take anyone just to get him off my roster. And now you're like, Give me. <laughs> now I'm like, yeah, that's the guy. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't see it coming. I really, I really did not. I didn't. I didn't think any of the wide receivers were going to get moved during the draft. I really didn't. I had a, I did not see it coming on draft night. It was just this weird feeling where that, like, it was just a constant, like AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts. I mean, they, they were just like together and it just felt weird. Like, it didn't, like, Debo Samuel is a pipe dream and AJ Brown seemed like a realistic possibility. And I just feel like the, the Titans really screwed this up. Like he came out and said, I would have stayed for 22 million. Like you were yeah, just saying, 18. you get out of Mari Cooper for 20, AJ Brown at 24 for 22. Like that's just the, the name of the game these days. Mm-hmm. Like you're paying DeAndre Hopkins more in Arizona, who's not, mm-hmm. who's 32 and suspended. It's like, and uh, missed the whole back half of last season. Exactly. Yeah. So just again, value, 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 incredible value. Awesome. Didn't expect it expected them to bolster and try to make and another reason why i thought like something like this would happen they tried to trade for calvin ridley Mm -hmm. and the falcons were like hey don't don't do this (laughs) we know what's about to happen don't do this they tried to sign Allen robinson like they they were actively trying to get guys in and this finally fell in their lap and it all worked out in the end and speaking of deandre hopkins and receivers moving i mean that hollywood brown trade obviously had a lot more behind it than any of us knew on draft night. I I don't know how you feel. 
the move makes way more sense now because Big they time. knew it was coming yes. and needed another wide receiver. And they've got Kyler Murray complaining and moaning as if he's done anything of importance or relevance. Um, then they had to improve around him. I still hated the trade. A first round pick for Hollywood Brown. Really? He's... Really? Mm. It's like you could have had AJ Brown. Yeah, literally. <laughs> first round pick. Like literally. I'm, like AJ Brown, Hollywood Brown. Both got for a first round pick, four picks apart. Come on. What yeah, are you doing? That's that's the Ravens. I know. We're gonna so TikTok tonight, we're going to do uh steals of the draft. The Ravens will come up in some form or fashion among they all They have to. Without a doubt. So let's let's talk first round picks. We're going to go through them all and just give our favorite pick and the overall grade as we go through here. Um, you want me to start and we'll just rotate? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. All right. It happened. It really freaking happened. It did. It happened. Jordan Davis. I went back and I watched our mock drafts. I took them all five times. All five mock drafts, I took Jordan Davis. You did. And you, in willed the last it. you willed one, it into reality. I did it. I've spoken in reality in the whole strategy. We'll get to it in the Kobe Dean. I, I spoke it. I did it. I really freaking did it. I made a difference in society. Some people go door to door and sign up voters for elections. I bullied the Eagles front office into drafting SEC players. Don't ever let... Someone tell you that a common man can't make a difference in society. You did it. I you did got it. you got two twenty fourths of the Georgia draft picks. I could have gone for more. I was, <laughs> we got into the fourth round. I was like, "Is there anyone from Georgia left?" <laughs> there was. There was a couple guys going. I, I, oh man, yeah. I was like, "Give me, go, give me that other safety." There was like, uh, I think. Uh, like the third linebacker went in like the fourth or fifth round, and he looked like he was good. Every... I uh, so actually, Quay Walker and Channing Tindall, the other two linebackers, went before Dean. Yeah, insane. But we, again, we I think we talked about Quay Walker. There was a lot of talk about him jumping into the first round. He was the first linebacker taken over Lloyd, over Dean, guys that we thought. I really thought that De- I thought Devin Lloyd was going to be the first linebacker off the board, and he ends he up going. All, he was second. all anybody talked about all all week leading up to it was Devin Lloyd is going to be the first linebacker. I'm sure betters lost a lot of money if you're betting first linebacker. You probably won a lot of money if you went Quay Walker. But again, get the best players from the best teams. That was a good pick by the Packers. That was a good pick, and their team's mad like you didn't get a receiver. I, I understand that. But there was no really good wide receivers left at that point. A lot of people weren't, went right before it. Um, so, yeah, Jordan Davis, you went with the, the best player, best team. Best player, best team. The strategy has finally come to fruition. I am so excited to have him. He is somehow even bigger than I thought. And it's just hilarious. Like, to manifest something like this and to watch the tape and to just get the guy that you wanted this entire time, I, I'm just over the moon. I could not be more excited. Yeah, he's going to be a good player if he can stay on the field. If he can stay on the field, but also I, I want depth at the defensive line position. Of I don't course, want that's... him to – yeah. Like, I look at it this way. I don't need to see him 90% of the snaps. I'd like to see him more than 20. But Fletcher Cox, Siobhan Hargrave, Milton Williams, Jordan Davis. Give me that defensive interior versus anybody in the league. And I'm, I'm sure the Rams with Aaron Donald and anybody are up there. But I was just like, yeah, 
when you I have mean, you need defensive line rotation. When mm-hmm. we saw with the Cowboys last year, right? When Demarcus Lawrence came back and Randy Gregory came back, once all those guys were there and they were rotating, Dorrance Armstrong, Osa in the in the middle, Neville Gallimore. Once when you have a good rotation, you can keep your guys fresh. It is a game changer. Oh, 100 percent And you know what it is? It's like pressing the other team. You might not get first turnovers in the first quarter, first half. By the fourth quarter and mm-hmm. the second half, you start to see hands on hips yep. on that offensive line because well, they've that- been just getting just pile drive for four quarters by some big dogs. And that's and that's what you need, especially against teams that run the ball and teams that have good offensive lines because mm-hmm. the way they play football is that offensive line leaning on the defensive line all yes. day long. And when you don't have a rotation in your defensive line and you're just getting leaned on by a good offensive, then it's the opposite way. And then by yeah. the third, fourth quarter, your defensive line is gassed. Uh-huh. Yeah. And just the oper- just the flexibility that a guy like Jordan Davis gives you when he's leaning on that offensive line. All right. Then you start to bring blitzes. Then you start to bring linebackers. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, we know we got to double team this behemoth, incredible Hulk Godzilla of a man in the middle. And we have to assign two offensive linemen to him. So if we have two offensive linemen who have to double team this guy, who's picking up Kazir White and Nakobe Dean when they come flying up the middle? Is our running back going to be able to notice that he has to pick this up because everybody else on that defensive line has to stop this meteor of a man crashing into us? Like the flexibility that he creates. And that's why Jonathan Gannon reportedly wanted a tackle and an interior nose tackle so bad is because he realized what it opened up for for the rest of the defense. Yeah, It's 100%. just like he is the pin that he is the linchpin for this defense now for the next five to six years knock on wood yep so I, I'm, I there's nothing I'm, there's nothing at that point in the draft um if they were top three pick and they took them I, I would question it but in that point in the draft uh i think they went up I, do you think they moved up because baltimore was going to take him yes i've heard that i've watched multiple draft recaps where that was that was the issue so they the Ravens and the Eagles had very similar draft boards, very similar needs. They wanted Olave. They like Jamison Williams. Apparently, the Eagles had tried to trade up for Jamison Williams and then Jordan Davis. The Ravens were sitting there doing the same thing. We'll get into the Ravens later. Like they just don't lose drafts. Um, but those were guys on the draft board as well, which gives me a little, you know, uh, just. I feel pretty good about the draft board when we have the same draft yes. board as the Ravens. I'll take that. So yeah, that I just like the common sense of that pick was fantastic. Like just you, take the guy who makes the most sense. If they didn't, if they couldn't move and the Ravens had taken Jordan Davis, do you think Kyle Hamilton would have been the pick? No, I had heard that day. He was not even in consideration. Wow. I honestly don't know who the pick I honestly I really don't know who the pick would have been. I really don't. I interesting. Yeah, I'd love to know. That should be like a I wish they would have asked them, like, hey, if this didn't work out, what were you gonna do? Because yeah, they, yeah. apparently they weren't like high on Kyle Hamilton. So what? I don't yeah, I don't know what it is, especially for a team that in the secondary, there's still questions. If there's one thing coming out of this draft, like it was a, it was an eleven out of ten, it was an A plus, but this team was not one to two players away from competing. And you got positions of need, but you didn't get secondary. So I I don't know what the plan is, but safety is uh, definitely of concern. Um, All right. 
We did fit. We did 15 trade to 13. Got Jordan Davis, best player from the best team. Fantastic. Love it. Common sense. Traded for AJ Brown at 18. Love it. Great value. Great job of creating flexibility with your picks in order to pull that move off. Pairing him with Devonte Smith. Go Kevin pick 24 Cowboys. So first come first serve. I was not happy. Uh, Tyler Smith was on my puke list. Obviously, I see this is this is the thing. It wasn't the player that made him go on the puke list. It was because the Cowboys telegraph their picks sometimes and they're just so boringly obvious. And we just we knew like if you go back two months and you read the tea leaves, it was Tyler Smith and then Sam Williams like those. It was that was 24 and 56 like and that's what it turned out to be. Um, so I was, I was more of like, okay, this is like, this is what we're doing. Okay. And I, you know, I didn't love it. Tulsa, this and that, but I watched his yes. film. He's raw, but he's got a like unbelievable ceiling and untapped potential. They, they were not the only team that had him in that spot. Uh, no, the Titans admitted to it. They were coming up. 224 to trade with Dallas to pick him and Jerry Jones being Jerry Jones. I don't know how the fuck he does it. Got them to admit who they were coming up for. And they said Tyler Smith. And then that's why Dallas rejected the trade because that's who they, they wanted to pick. They said if they were coming up for someone else and they could have moved back for him to, I think it was like 28, they would have been fine with it. Oh, you gotta uh, ask. You can't just trade the pick away and not find out but, who they're. But going a lot of teams for. don't usually tell you. Apparently, you, you have to know though, because you if you have a guy in mind, like but I guess that's that's the Russian roulette game you play sometimes. I guess, but I feel like most times you got to know, like you and you got to know that guy's gonna be there when you move up the board. Um, so he's going. They they say he's he's a left side player for them. Um, they they like Terrence Steele. He's not going to play right tackle for them. Uh, he's not going to play left tackle immediately. He could be the left tackle of the future going from Tyron Smith to Tyler Smith. Um, but he's going to play left guard. Um, he's a big, mean, behemoth of a man. He's got to work on his his hands and his footwork, but his strength is there. Uh, his They say his football IQ is extremely smart. So he's very articulate. People are going to laugh at the pick, but at the same time, Let's see what the kid does. Yeah, you can. That's fine. People can laugh at Nicobe Dean. He's fucking three feet tall and he's hurt. Who knows? No one's laughing at that pick. George Davis is the same thing. Is he going to stay on the field? No one knows. No one knows. Everybody laughed. Huh? No one knows about any of these kids. Exactly. That's what makes it fun is that all of us have hope right now. Except maybe like the Jack. I'm not saying that Tyler Smith is an A plus. But I we don't we also don't know. I didn't dive into Tyler Smith tape beforehand. You didn't. We didn't watch him play. Look, but he did play against good teams. He played in the horseshoe at Ohio State and performed well against a good Ohio State defense. So I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. The Dallas Cowboys, when they have taken first round offensive linemen, have hit all the time. Zach Martin, you know, um, yeah, but that was like everybody was like Zach Martin, Crim de la Crim, offensive lineman, tailor made to succeed in the NFL. 
Well, every time they've taken a first-round offensive lineman, it's hit. So I'm going to believe in Will McClay. I'm going to believe in their board, and I'm going to let this kid play it out and see what he can do. It's all here's we can my, do at this point. Here's here's my issue, and just take it from cautionary tales from me because I've been through this. Projection over production. I don't want that anymore. Like I need to see that this kid. Like this is that's my whole spiel that I've been giving for months. I want players from winning programs that were blue chip recruits and went to big schools and they wanted big schools because of how good they were. Like I want to see the production. And it's just like this kid feels like it's a projection at the next level that he'll be great instead of like finding the guy there at 24 who's proved it already. That's what and maybe there in wasn't this draft that much. That's, that's there wasn't fine. that much. There yeah, wasn't that much about it. There and, wasn't and, that much of that at 24. That that that's fair. Like it in, in in this first round, it wasn't even it wasn't even top heavy in the top 10, let alone in the first round. Like they but, could have taken Jermaine Johnson, but Jermaine Johnson's almost kind of a tank Lawrence, and they wanted something different. They wanted more of a Randy Gregory, that speed edge, which they ended up getting. So I don't think Jermaine Johnson was ever an option because then you have two tank Lawrence's coming off the edges, and that's not really what you want. So the more tanks, the better. Apparently, that's where my well, tax money goes. <laughs> does <laughs> I owed money this year? <laughs> um, all right, so yeah, so Tyler Smith is Tyler Smith. Uh, I'm excited, you know, to see what he can do at the next level. That's pretty much all the only place I can go with that. Uh, let's stay offensive line. Second round with the Eagles. Cam Jurgens, center out of Nebraska. I'm just going to be the middleman guy. I said this on TikTok Live. Also, TikTok Live is very addicting. I had so much fun I being tell. live for the Eagles second round and third round picks. That was awesome. We need to do that way more often. That was a I lot. Could, well, I got a new iPhone 13 today. I got plenty of storage now. I, oh, I can nice. do some fun stuff now. Hell yeah. You got to go live. It, when we do uh, schedule, Vince, in the in the back, remind me. Schedule release. We'll go live on TikTok. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Center, middleman. Eagles playing at Arizona week seven. DeAndre that Hopkins will be hilarious. Without a doubt. I have no doubt in my mind that we will get stuck with DeAndre Hopkins. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. So I am the middleman on this. I see both perspectives. So from the fan perspective, people were like, okay, you got a center, but this is a this is a problem a year from now you have problems pressing right now like who is playing corner opposite Darius Slay who is your safety at the time they were saying who is your linebacker all these things um and they went center when they know Jason Kelsey will be back this year so I get where the fans are coming from we're like you're trying to plug a hole that isn't a hole yet when you already have holes that need to be plugged I get it but I see it from the other side the Eagles have had Jason Kelsey scouting centers and offensive linemen for them for the past three years. That's what Kelsey said on the stream that he was doing for the draft on Bleacher Report with Adam Lefko. He said that Cam Jurgens comped out the most to him, and he is the hand-picked replacement by Kelsey himself. I'm going to trust the all-pro center who has an outside chance at making the Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, the absolute Hall of Fame for the Eagles, and probably maybe the Hall of Fame in general. I'll take his word for it that he knows what he's talking about with this kid. And it's fine because if he is the heir apparent, he is the heir apparent. And that is perfectly fine. If you can slide one from the other next year, I get it. There's holes. There's other holes, but this is a draft where you couldn't fix everything right away. 
and you got the heir apparent to Kelsey. Um, so I'm I'm trusting the word of a guy who knows offensive line way more than I do. I think that also tells you two things. One, they don't love Landon Dickerson at center. And two, no. this is the last year for Jason Kelsey. 100%. So this is this is 1,000 million percent the last year for Fletcher Cox and Jason Kelsey. It will be sad at the end, but you probably found two viable replacements for them mm-hmm. in this draft, which is mm-hmm. a phenomenal job. of pl- that. You can't have a short-term view in the room when you're drafting. That's another <laughs> yep. rule. It's yep. getting value. It's creating flexibility. It's not having short-term views. So I love that. Well, especially um, and- when you said too, like this, your team is not one draft away from a Super Bowl. No, and they Howie Roseman himself said that. Mm-hmm. But like that's understanding and having like you could have easily sold yourself on. Oh, we made the playoffs last year, just one or two pieces away, and we'd be competing with the Buccaneers instead of getting blown out. No. You were not close at all. Mm-hmm. This is you're in a rebuild. You're ahead of schedule, but you're in a rebuild. So that was a phenomenal job. And you're right. I mean, Dickerson played great at guard. Why change things? Yep. You need a guard as well. Yep. If you move him to center, guess what? That's another hole. You just open another hole. And they released so, Nate Her- Herbig, correct? Correct. Yeah, this week. which is odd. Unless he just like won't refuses to be here, I found that very odd that he did. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, he signed his restricted free agent tender. He had gotten playing time here. I thought he was a great depth piece on the line. That was weird. I would, I would take him down in Dallas right now. Yeah, well, submit your offer. And if you want record too, (laughs) send an offer. Dillard, all of them. Actually, Dillard might play guard now. Did you and did you see the, the pictures of Dillard? Yeah, he's pretty ripped. He's huge now. He turned himself into the mountain. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> there's going to be some mass on in the interior lines for the Eagles, which Thanks is God. what I want. We're just going to be glaciers running into stuff. That's fine <laughs> with me. Um, so, yeah, I I get the pick. I understand it. I'm fine with it. I'm not doing backflips like I was for Jordan Davis, but, yeah, good pick. All right. Uh, is it me? So at uh, 56 overall, the Dallas takes the outside linebacker D and Sam Williams out of Old Miss, but he wants to be called D Williams, D E. Apparently that's his name at home. His middle name is Samuel. I like that better. Yeah. D Williams. Um, you want to talk about, you know, so some people, this is where the draft really kind of could have went two ways for Dallas. They were sitting at 56 and then 88 and they had two guys in mind that they really wanted and was Sam Williams and Jalen Tolbert, the wide receiver out of South Alabama. And they had Tolbert on their board and they were ready to pick him at 56, but they didn't want to lose Williams. And I think they felt if they took Tolbert, Williams definitely would have been gone by 88. And they had a shot to get Tolbert at 88, possibly if they took Williams at 56. Did they go maybe a little high on Williams at 56? Probably. I think people had him more in the mid-60s range. Um, But if you love a guy and you know you don't have a chance and you also don't want to give up draft capital later on in the draft that is very deep, I get it. So they take the DN out of Ole Miss that ran a 4-4-6 and for a big DN to run 4-4-6 and now you have 446 speed coming off one edge and 439 speed and Micah Parsons coming off the other edge. Um yes, please. Can you talk about 
best players available on the best teams. Now, Ole Miss wasn't the best team, but they played in the SEC. SEC. And he had 12 and a half sacks last season in the SEC. Going against Alabama, Evan Neal, other big names. Charles Cross, the other. Cross, Mississippi State. Correct. He he bulldozed Charles Cross. He and some you see his motor, um, the way he gets. There was there was one against Auburn where Bo Nix broke away from him and he fell down and he got back up and chased him down and sacked him anyway. It's just I like, did see that. Yes. Yeah. And that's that's the type Very of thing funny. I love. I love high motor guys that are never going to give up on a play. And the other thing. Dan Quinn absolutely loves him. Dan Quinn went to Ole Miss and did a private workout with him. Everything Dan Quinn did last year for the Cowboys turned to gold. If Dan Quinn believes in him, feels like he can turn him into a product, I'm good. I feel like that's where we are with both of our second-round picks. It's like, okay, this guy who clearly knows what they're talking about believes in this prospect, so I have all the right in the world to also believe in the prospect. That is, you know what, believe in the experts. Now he he uh, he had some off the field issues. I was about to say that we want to say the catch. Yeah, of course, of course. But however, I think that was his freshman year, and he has had a he's he's had a baby since then. And apparently, there was a lot of dudes in this draft that are fathers already. But yeah, like, man, unbelievable. But he has turned. Apparently, all the experts said he's been on the straight and narrow since he had. Uh, had the child, so um, I hope that is true. Have you seen Aiden the one picture of him um, holding his kid? Ah, uh, no. Hold on, I'm gonna pull this up real quick. Oh, is this the guy who looks like Amari Cooper? No, Michael Parsons. He looks like Michael Parsons. Pull it up for me. Uh. <laughs> So they got a they got a Michael yeah, Parsons look alike. Oh, where is it? Why it's yeah, a video? Yeah, kind of does. Oh, it's the first round pick that looks like Amari Cooper. Yes, the second Lawson, round pick looks like Michael Parsons at the All American campaign. Look at him. Yeah, that's uh, I I I can see a Cowboys draft oh, room where most of these guys are sold on his talent level and how he graded out as a prospect. And Jerry Jones was sold on the fact that he looked like Michael Parsons. <laughs> Apparently, Jerry was was all in on on him. This was like the Jerry. Yeah, Jerry but is that pick. a good thing? Is that what you want? I at times, yes. I, no, he's just not a voice that I, we talked about. Expert Jason Kelsey, Dan oh. Quinn, all these experts who I trust. Jerry Jones does not meet the criteria of people who I trust. <laughs> I mean, but Dan Quinn is one for me. So yeah, if Dan so, Quinn puts his stamp of approval on it, I'm okay. That's fine. That's fine. Um, so yeah, I will. I feel like there's a lot of boomer bust potential with this draft. Oh, big class. time! And he is the he is the epitome of of boomer bust. And did you have you heard or seen the breakdowns from your guy Baldy? I have not. He's I done not about three on Sam Williams, and he said there is no. Literally, he said there is no better defensive end in this draft class than Sam Williams. He is on par with all the other defensive ends. <laughs> that is uh that is quite the statement. I was like, whoa. I was like, he said no. Sure? He, he said he is 
head and sh- has head and shoulders above any other defensive end in first step in this draft. Ooh. I don't want to give away my TikTok, but I don't know if that's true. But listen, I do think like he has. I think he's a really, really good athlete. So I don't think it's we'll the see. most insane statement, but I think there are people that are close. Mm-hmm. Um, so third round. Do you have anything more on the? No, no, that's good. That's on good. D Sam to Samuel, Sam yep. D, Sam D. D's nuts. Um, cool. you did you pick in the third round before us? We were pick eighty eight. We were pick 83, so I'll, I'll do mine. Yep. And then from there, it's pretty easy with the Eagles draft. But this 83, third round, all of my prayers were answered. I have never needed a draft pick more in my entire life. To set the stage, Joel Embiid breaks his face. He is concussed. Our season is in jeopardy. I'm feeling down. The Phillies get no hit. And then the Eagles land Nakobe Dean at pick 83. Oh, I love this pick for so many reasons. One, understanding value. Yeah, there are some concerns. Injury, size. So don't take him at 15. Don't take him at 18. Didn't even take him at 51. But yeah, in the third round on pick 83, I'm content on taking this chance on him. Yeah, I was ready to take him at 88. There you go, at 88. And then, again... Best players on best teams. If he was entrusted to run the defense at Georgia, who was statistically the greatest defense since Miami in 2002, I am going to take my chance with this kid. And then three, they have finally realized that you have to invest in the linebacker position. Is it the most important position in football? No, but you have to at least try. Mm -hmm. You have to at least try. And now they've signed Kazir White. They've drafted N'Kobe Dean. They are trying at the linebacker position. Everything about this pick is what I've been screaming for the Eagles to do. Best player, best teams. Get the value on the board. Invest in linebacker. They did everything at once with a prospect that I love. I am over the moon. I needed it so bad. Yeah, I felt bad for him. Was he, he was the last guy in the green room, right? He wasn't even there. They didn't even bring last- him up at that point. Yeah. I, I don't, he was uh the video I saw he was at home, so he didn't wear the suit. I was I was like said you like wear the suit again or like how's this work? No, you. I mean you can't wear the first round fit. No, again, no. yeah. His his agent must have got some bad bad uh, information. Yeah, and, I and think the NFL the-, the NFL did too because you you're not invited to the draft unless they think you're going first round. Yeah, and they says you think you're going first round. And did the NFL get bad information on him? Because he's supposed to – Howie Roseman said he'll be in rookie camp next week. Yeah. So all of this weird. talk about this pectoral injury where his chest is going to fall off. And his the ankle. kid's going to be out there in May, to, in yeah. the middle of May. They, they think he'll be ready for – like they have no – they're just like, yeah, he's good. He, he'll play. So I, I think – so there was more than that. It was just not the pec. They were also like ankle, knee, and you're like, all right. Doesn't sound great. Um, I looked it up. He started every game. He had the highest usage rate of any linebacker. Three of them got drafted. He played 66% of the snaps, which was higher than Quay Walker. It was higher than Channing Tindall. So, okay, right there, you're like, so there's all these durability concerns, but there was never a durability concern during the season. And then the other thing that's knock on him is the size. And you're saying, 
well, he might not be able to shed blocks at the next level because of his size. The Georgia defensive line just took care of that because they were all behemoths and so good, and all of them got drafted. But we went out and got the biggest guy on the Georgia defensive line and stuck him right in front of the Kobe Dean and said, well, why don't you go do the same thing in college and let Jordan Davis take this on, and you just fly around and make tackles. It makes so much sense. Common sense prevails. Oh, do you hear this, Doc Rivers? You can just use common sense, and it'll work. Just use common freaking sense, and everything will work out for you in the end. Just do it. Just do it. Use simple brain power. Oh, I mean, God. What, what was I saying about N'Kobe Dean leading up to the draft the whole time? That he needed to go to a place with a good defensive line. Yep. And a big defensive line um, because of his size. And he needs Bing. to be – yeah, he needs to be Bing. off offensive lineman. He needs to be not – so, yeah, no, it's a perfect landing spot for him, I believe. Oh, I, I, I cannot be more excited. I but need it so we'll bad. So bad. And even, even if he fails, guess what? It was still the right pick. pick. It was still the right pick. Yeah. All right. To 88, and then I'm, I can quick finish up our draft and give my grade. All right. So, <clears throat> like I said, they were looking at this, this player at 56, and they almost picked him. Jalen Tolbert, wide receiver from South Alabama. Um, he was very high on a lot of teams' boards um, outside of the – those first couple guys, right? The Jamison Williams and Drake London's of the world, even um, Jahan Dotson and, and a few other guys that went in the second round. Uh, he was like that next, that next guy. He's got four, four speed. <clears throat> he can stretch the field, which Dallas needs, especially with Michael Gallup being out. Michael Gallup is that stretch the field type guy. So in the beginning, he's going to, you know, help in that regard. Um, he has no problem going over the middle, which I love. He's he's a tough guy. Apparently, he's a big smack talker, which I like. Uh, they asked him on the draft show right when uh, after he was drafted. Like Brian Broadus was like, I see on all the highlights, you know, you like to talk. He's like, hey, guys want to talk. They need to hear it. They need to get it back. So I'm good with that. Great job by our front offices to utilize the meme of the analytics guy staring at the mountain on the bus yes, and being sad. And then the guy looking into the sunset and he's the, he's got that dog in him guy. And yep. we just went after, he's got the dog in him guys. Great job by our front office to utilize he, that meme and be the dog in him guys. He is, he's a dog. I love it. And what I, what I liked to see on the tape that I watched him as well is him doing it also against good teams. Some of his best highlights were against Tennessee, SEC, and he was playing at South Alabama. So uh, he can stretch the field. He can catch it. He can go over the middle. I think he's going to be a very Dak-friendly receiver, like they say, because he's he's a good hands catcher. Obviously, he's a rookie. I'm not expecting a 1,000 yards out of him this year, but 30 to 40 catches maybe this year. Uh, I'd be 600 yards, a couple touchdowns. I'd be happy. Um, they needed to infuse some more life. They definitely, definitely needed to go wide receiver. That was the other thing. They they drafted, obviously, who they thought was their best players available. But at the same time, I know you don't always want to draft by need, but this team needed to also fill holes because they have a lot of them to fill. <laughs> yeah, sometimes so, it helps. Yeah, line, <laughs> defensive end, wide receiver. We kind of all knew that in the first three rounds, it was going to go in some kind of order of that. 
and it just happened to go that way. So I I was this was out of my first three, this was my favorite pick. Um, I think he's going to fit in perfectly. We'll say that for two minutes. Well, from I, I, <laughs> my favorite pick of the whole. I'm saying out of the first three rounds. Ah, okay, okay. Ooh, a little foreshadowing. All right, well, we're gonna give our favorite pick and our overall grades here at the end. Um, anything else on him? I can do the Eagles and you're good. Cool. All right. So the Eagles, I'll do the last two picks. Obviously there's a, there's a pretty wide gap because, uh, AJ Brown's 24 and he's ours. So I have two picks here in the sixth round and they were 10 picks apart. Kyron Johnson out of Kansas. He's the prototypical, like this draft was loaded in the middle rounds. Probably wouldn't be there in the sixth round in a normal draft. Probably would go three, four, possibly five. Um, another, he's got that dog in him guy. He seems to be everything that they wanted Jannard Avery to be, and he never became. And you can just see Kyron Johnson becoming that. If he played at another school that wasn't Kansas, uh, violated my rule. That was my only thing. Best players, best teams. They got a good player from worst team in college football <laughs> in Kansas. So that's the only thing. If he went somewhere else, if this kid goes to Texas, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, anybody else in the Big 12, he's not going the sixth round. Uh, so that's a great pick. Grant Calcaterra. I really like this pick. I have to choose my favorite. Man, I again, I know why he fell, but mm-hmm. even so, if this is a normal draft, I don't think he goes sixth round. And what I loved, I heard Todd McShay talking about him, and he said, it just felt like when he was at Oklahoma, anytime they needed a catch on a team that had CeeDee Lamb, Hollywood Brown, all these guys, he was the third down guy. They're like, we need a play. They went to Grant freaking Calcaterra over all of those guys. Sign me up for that. Sign me up for that guy. So he's uh, a great route runner who can create space, uh, not necessarily with speed, but just like with footwork and technique. Not a great blocker uh, and is the most reliable guy on the field on third down. Hmm. If only there was a tight end in Philadelphia that we had before with all of those exact traits. It sounds Mm. very familiar to what I'm used to from a tight end in Philadelphia. I think I really like this pick. Again, I get why he fell, but man, that is a – I will take my chance on a kid like this in the sixth round. Not a bad – not a bad pick at all. Not a bad haul for us here. All right. So I'm I'll, I'll shoot through this pretty quick here because uh, you're done and Dallas I still have one two three four five six picks left. Um, All right, yeah, you might have to rapid fire. I didn't fourth realize. round pick. <laughs> Dallas yeah. had four uh, picks in the fifth round and then and then a sixth round pick. So the next pick, another pick of need, um, Jake Ferguson at 129 in the fourth round, tight end out of Wisconsin. He kind of was the prototypical exact type of tight end that they like. He's athletic. Um, he's not going to completely stretch the field. He can definitely block. He had, they said, the softest hands out of any tight end in this draft. <clears throat> they had a they had a bulk of tight ends that they liked. Uh, McBride went right ahead of them in the second round to Arizona, which I really liked. He was tight end one. And then they kind of started getting, there was a little bit of a run day three um, on the tight ends. Thought they were going to lose out. Uh, I projected about two hours earlier. I said, if Jake Ferguson's there, I, I tweeted it. It's in writing. I said, if Jake Ferguson is there at 129, he's going to be the pick. And he was. Um, I will take tight ends and linemen from Wisconsin all day long. That's true. In the draft. There's so, certain positions at certain schools where you're like, yep. 
give me the tight end. I, you know, they have Dalton Schultz under the franchise tag this year. I don't think they're going to sign him to a long-term deal. They really like Sean McEwen, who's on the team already. So what I think the deal is that they're going to play um, Schultz on his tag this year, let him walk, and then they're going to move forward with McEwen, Ferguson, and maybe even a draft picked pick again next year. I think this puts uh, Jeremy Sprinkle on the hot seat. I don't think he'll make the roster this year. Um, they're not going to carry four tight ends. So that was their fourth-round pick. Then it was uh, 155. Um, I saw this kid when we were doing all of our mock drafts. I think I might have mocked him one time. Uh, Matt Willetsko from North Dakota, not North Dakota state mm. straight up North Dakota. Um, he is six. Have you seen, what, what is this? Hey, you sent me a picture. Yeah. Can he uh, play back up picture real quick of Matt. Well, let's go. Um, no, he can't. He's on his phone. So, um, <laughs> he's, he's pulling it up. <laughs> chatting with steaks. He's talking chicken cheese steaks. And then a business call extra cheese steaks. Um, so, He's definitely a project type guy, but I feel like on the line with what they're they they have a chance. This is fine. They, they went traits in these later rounds, which I'm fine with. Five, six, seven. Give me traits, guys. He is huge. Yeah. He is a mauler. He can be molded into what they want him to be. Uh, he was pick 155. A lot of teams had him as a fourth round pick, so they get him with their first pick uh in the fifth round which i'm completely fine with this was look at this dude that if that doesn't say north dakota i don't know what would it says hermit who lives in the woods and lives right. off the land and built a log cabin by himself who's gonna fucking walk to work look at uh all the way down left hand side or yeah, right go two pictures down from the right hand side where he's He's just next to this small little man. Yep. There we go. Nope. Nope. Up one. <laughs> up one over one. Over to the Vince. right. Other way. There, there it go. is. All right. <laughs> look, look how tall he is. Um, so traits guy, I, he's not gonna start right away. They're gonna have to put a lot of work into him, which is fine. Um, but give me his traits at 155. Traits, yes, I was about to say rounds five through seven, uh, four through seven. Traits, guys, traits, guys, just be good at something, yes. All right, so then they had uh 167. This was kind of where everyone's like, Are they are they gonna entertain Damone Clark yet? Uh, the linebacker from LSU who had spinal fusion surgery, but. Uh, all of the experts are saying he is going to be fine. This isn't like a long-term thing. Um, Six-month recovery. But he's probably – but they – you know, so they didn't. They picked uh, Deron Bland. He's a cornerback out of Fresno State, another traits guy, tall, lanky, fast corner, a Dan Quinn type guy. I'm not going to lie. I don't know a ton about him. Didn't watch a lot of Fresno State tape. Um, but scouts loved him. He is a prototypical tree that Dan Quinn likes to put out there. They needed another cornerback, so I am fine with this pick as well. I bet so on then, one time, and they lost. They were I. They were uh, ten point favorites and lost outright. So he sucks. Yep. Okay. He sucks. That's how that works. <clears throat> so then, from one sixty seven, they next they next had one seventy six and one seventy eight. So they had two picks within three, and this is where they went. Demond Clark linebacker LSU and I love this pick they have 
Absolutely love this pick. I thought you were going the opposite way. Have you ever seen him play? Yeah, I remember I mocked him one time to the Eagles. He hits like a freight train. Um, yeah, that's why I've, he's having spinal fusion surgery. That's probably. Fine. That's fine. He doesn't need to play this year. But if we can have a linebacking core of the year after of him and Jabril Cox and Micah Parsons, what could be? Cox. What? Thank you. Um, I'm all about it. Again, 155, fifth round pick. People had him mocked in the second if he didn't have the injury. So he has the talent. He has the traits. He, I am all in on this pick. I will. I do like this kid. I like. I said I mocked him the Eagles, but I do think it's funny how the Cowboys fans were like, "Oh, the Kobe Dean injury prone, all this stuff," and then they went guy with spinal fusion surgery. One fifty five. Like, okay. I'm sorry. One seventy six. Overall. Yeah. I'm like I said, it. I like him. It was just a little bit funny. Like, all right, tech strain, spinal fusion. We'll <laughs> That's see. Think spinal fusion just sounds bad. If you go to the doctor and you're like, man, my back hurts. I'm I've been sore in the back. I think I might have like pulled a muscle doing upright rows to the gym. And they were like, you have to have spinal fusion surgery. You'd be like, what? That would sound sound terrible of a diagnosis. That word but- just sounds bad. These dudes, these dudes are different than us, bro. Spinal fusion That's surgery, like okay, that is for sure. That is We're for fine. Sure. I'll be hitting yeah. people tomorrow. Um, so then two picks later, they went John Ridgeway, the defensive tackle from Arkansas. Um, this was the big happy pick in the war room. If you're watching Dallas Cowboys war room cam, was uh, it? They all went to Arkansas. That's <laughs> Larry went there. Steven went there. They all went to Arkansas, and they never ever pick Arkansas players, which is amazing. The last time they picked an Arkansas player overall was Felix Jones. So, Oh, and, I love him. Um, also, by the way, while well, I'm reminding this, it is mind-blowing to me that Texas did not have one player drafted. As someone who is forced to root for Texas for a year, it is not that mind-blowing to me. They are the dumbest group of human beings I have ever watched. And I've sat through 25 years of Philly sports. And I can honestly say I don't know how Texas fans do it. They are a class above in terms of flat-out dumbness. Uh, All right. So, uh, John is a big-ass defensive tackle that likes to hurt people. Uh, When they interviewed him on the show. Huh? got that dog in him he, he said he wants to break people's necks on the field if he can't do that he's just going to hit somebody really hard every play and make the crowd go wild i felt like like i immediately saw like the gladiator meme like are you not entertained like that's what i saw and then i watched his tape and he's just this big blubbery white dude that looks exactly what i expect out of arkansas and he just he is he is the younger bigger healthier cheaper brent urban they even gave him Brent Urban's number, I believe. So uh, I love you, yeah. Brent Urban, but it's so over. they believe it. They believe it just like you. They're like, yeah, this works. This, this is a good comp. <laughs> so he he sounds like yeah. Look at this dude. Yep, just oh, like, go man. over, go over. Give me that. Give me that one of him flexing. That guy. Yeah. That guy has rustled a boar at one time in his life. One hundred percent. Look at him. Or never mind. I'll get in trouble if I say him. He is just. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it at he wrestled a war. <laughs> he is a big piece of meat that is just gonna hurt people, and that's that's what 
the Cowboys need on their defensive line going against your big behemoths too. They need big, strong dogs. There it is. Him and Jarrah. There, so, that uh, was a moment he would that is the Jerry Jones hugging him after the Arkansas game at it looks like that is AT&T Stadium because the stupid sun is in the wrong position it's blinding everyone so it must be AT&T Stadium um that was the moment he was like yeah I gotta get this kid thank you and then their final pick in the sixth round uh 193 they went Devin Harper linebacker from Oklahoma State another traits guy uh he can fly uh really fast guy you watch his tape he's always all over the field i think he's going to be a special teams ace for them um and that's the type of guy that you need with your last pick in the draft i think he's going to make this team i think he's going to be great on special teams i don't think he's an every down linebacker he's actually older i think he's 23 years old already um but he is uh he's another traits guy which i'm fine with in the sixth Mm -hmm. round a guy that's going to help on special teams and add more team speed so um i'm going to give this entire draft to be for the Cowboys. Um, okay. I give, I give the Tyler Smith probably like a C, but then after that, I feel, I feel like especially rounds three, three through five, I guess you could say three through six, even the Sam Williams at in the second round. I think they, they did phenomenally. They, they stuck to their board. They let good players fall to them and they just picked good players at positions of need at the same time. So they're they're going the big highlight is their first round pick obviously because it's America's team and it's Dallas and it's the media and they took a player that no one knew. But after that, the way they drafted was a work of art. They let it fall to them. They trusted their board and they took good players. I was very 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 happy Rounds two through six, I got to watch for the first time all 262 picks. I watched every single pick. <laughs> and there's no good time to get COVID, but if there was a time, it would be this weekend. That or March Madness. My wife did not believe me. She's like, you need to, you need to show me another COVID test. <laughs> she was also like, yeah, if I was there, that would not have happened. No. We literally texted me. She's like, yeah, that... I think she actually texted me. I would not have allowed that. I think that was that was the text. (laughs) So yeah, uh, awful time, but great time to have COVID. Locked away with uh, Kyle Yeomans and and those boys. And shout out to them. I mean, I I don't think any other team does it the way they do it. The with the draft show, and it's it's awesome. It's awesome. The, yeah, there's I mean, there's a few draft show. There's like there's there's good draft analysts, but those those guys to be localized and still know the knowledge of every player awesome. for every team. So cool. Like because you, you're you're double you're doing double duty like mm-hmm. it's cowboy. It's a cowboy show. And yet, you know, all 31 other teams draft needs. It's, it's loved remarkable. It. Yeah. Loved so it. good for them. Wait, we got to get back, him back on. Soon. Yes. Yeah, we'll do it this summer. Um, yeah, so uh, give me your give me your favorite draft pick. Um, I think I'm gonna go Ridgeway, okay, but no, uh, no, I'm gonna go Tolbert because I think he's gonna have a bigger impact right away. Yeah, I, th- I thought you were gonna go Tolbert, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, I, I, I hate that because it's flashy and it's wide receiver and blah blah blah, but I, I, I really like his game. Um, 
Yeah, no, it, it's Tolbert. Oh, and I, and I loved. I think you can agree with this too. I think both of our teams did well. We won't know obviously until, but I think we both did great in the rookie free agent deals as well. Um, yes, you got, you got the cornerback from Alabama. We got the safety from Tech, uh, Florida A and M, plus uh, the the center from Boston College, who everybody had in like early rounds, and I think is going to push to make this team. Um, so I think we both killed it in rookie free agency as well. Totally agree. Carson Strong too, yeah. like. That he was a, a mocked as a top five quarterback before a, a knee injury. Gardner Minshew is not going to be here forever as the backup. So like you have your your backup quarterback now. I also like a, like need a Carson at quarterback. Needed a card. I needed a Carson in my life at quarterback. I needed one. And you're right. Just again, best players, best teams. They got Josh Joe from from Alabama. So just and they gave out money. Like what yep. what are you afraid of spending two hundred thousand dollars on with these other teams? That's it's what like, Dallas did for the safety. They gave him 200000 yeah. guaranteed. We spent money. It's like that's one of the highest for undrafted free agents. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? You're billionaires. $200,000 is nothing. nothing. Spend it. Take the risk. There's not a lot of risk involved. I, You're right. I forgot to bring that up. I thought we both did a great job of targeting those guys after the draft. Yep. That's how you build depth. Yep. Cheap, inexpensive guys like that. All right. So what's your grade and favorite pick? Grade absolute A. If 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 uh, here's the disclaimer. I'm including AJ Brown as a draft pick, so A plus. Just that I have not felt this good about a draft. Here we are, the A draft grades. Who's this from, Vince? Who who put this together? Oh, PFF. Guy works for Sharp Analysis, and he pulls up the PFF draft grades. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. He's gonna be fired by Tuesday. Uh, so Chiefs A plus, Lions A plus, Ravens A plus. We're gonna get into some teams that we liked real quick. Uh, the Eagles were an A. Um, I totally agree. Just for all of the reasons that I've been saying, I'll show. But I think Howie Roseman has truly seen the light. Back to back years, taking players early from national championship teams, award winners from national championship teams who made impacts on championship teams. Bring winners in here who are proven and produce in college for big time programs. It's what they did, and they did it again. And oh, yeah, they got the wide receiver across from Devontae Smith. This is the best that our wide receiver room has been in so long. It's the most confident I've been that a wide receiver room is going to get open since Terrell freaking Owens caught that pass in a preseason game against the Baltimore Ravens. Like it's just, it's a sigh of relief what they did in this draft and the strategy that they chose best players, best teams get value out of your picks. I, and just, it doesn't necessarily need to be positions of need, but they did get positions of need and just best player available. And going off that, my favorite pick was N'Kobe Dean. Obviously, I could have went Jordan Davis since I mocked him all five times. But N'Kobe just fits all of the check marks I'm talking about. He was the best player on the board at 83. So go get him. Just yep. do it. And, you know, it's like you're not even taking a risk at that point. You're just making the common sense pick. I thought everything they did, they got, they just drafted for value and they drafted with common sense. And to top it all off, they got a wide receiver one. I could not be more proud of what they did because it's a long time coming and I never thought I'd see the day. Boom. All right. Besides our two, before we wrap this up and go to our TikTok, give me one, two, or three teams that you loved their drafts. Love the Jets. Yeah. Jets were awesome. You have yep. them as well. Yeah. Agreed. So just obviously just probably I thought they got the best corner in sauce. Yep. 
A lot of people thought Garrett Wilson was the best receiver. Did you see his ne- his necklace? Yes, you sent it to me. There's actual sauce in the chain. That's just unreal. He's like, here's never know which sauce is in it. It could be barbecue sauce today, teriyaki sauce tomorrow. I love that. <laughs> so focus it. We got the Jets pulled up here if you're watching on YouTube. The first four picks. I mean, this is incredible value. Uh, they probably got the they got the highest rated corner by a lot of people. They got mm-hmm. the highest rated wide receiver by a lot of people. They got Jermaine Johnson at 26, who was a top 15 value for a lot of people. And then Brees Hall was, depending on who you ask, either the first running back or the second running back off the board. You got him at 36. Like They are another team that this is not an overnight fix, but they got great value at every single pick in those first four. Like those, those you got four starters right there. Did you see the Jeremy Rucker, Ruckert, Ruckert video when he was drafted? No. He's so he's too. he's from Long Island, so he's like a New York guy, and his dad was just like this big New Yorker. And when he, he came up off the phone and said it was the Jets, the Jets, like, <laughs> and they just like started the JET chant. It was awesome. That's gotta be that's gotta be such a cool moment. Oh my god! Um, yeah, so they're on my list. Ravens. I thought I was about to say we'll get into the Ravens, but they're the they are in a league of their own, top tier every year. We'll take a look at their draft class. Just again, best player available. So Kyle Hamilton at 14, he was going top five in mock drafts. Tyler Lindenbaum was number rated center. They get him. David Ajabo would have been a first round pick without the injury. Travis Jones, they get in the third round. He would have been, uh, he was supposed to go in in the second round, early second. They get him at pick what? 76. Like all these guys. The tackle from Minnesota is just a mammoth of a man. Yep, Charlie Kolar, like they got a good tight end. Tyler Batty, like the running back from Missouri in round six. I think that's a phenomenal get. Like Huge. that kid, people rave about him as a running back. That's just like every pick they get, they just don't miss. They just let the board follow them. They're like, all right, who's the best one up there? They, we'll take they took they took like how they they got Kohler and the tight end from Coastal Carolina, who people yeah. love. To go with Mark Andrews. And it's like, yeah, that's how you run your offense. That's how you fit it around Lamar. It's like they just – everything they do is just smart. They never panic. Like the Eagles jumped them for Jordan Davis. They didn't panic. They're like, all right, who's left? Kyle Hamilton on the board? Fine. Yep, take him. Yep. And you're sitting there at 45. And you're like, all right, the risk is is not the same as taking him in the first round. We'll take a Jabo because he would have yep. been a first-round pick. It's like yep. everything they do just – it makes sense. Yep. I love it. I love it. Speaking of making sense, um, I was listening to the Bills GM. He was on Pat McAfee yesterday, and they were talking about the process of guys having their 30 visits and everything. Mm-hmm. And he said that they literally talk to everyone that the player interacts with, from the driver to, like, like was he on the That's phone smart. the whole time? Did he ask questions? Was he interactive to the, the cafeteria staff? Everyone. Everyone. And if there's like people that were like, yeah, this dude's not going to fit in the building. Like they don't draft them. I love their pick. Kyrie. Oh, did you see him with his, with his, uh, with his notes? Yes. I love that. He will succeed. I don't even need to see the tape, even though I've seen the tape and I also like that, but also that also them getting the punt guy makes so much sense. Yep. Right. In Buffalo or the yep. team that's u- uber aggressive. Like if they're at their own 45, they're probably going to go for it because you have Josh freaking Allen in a mm-hmm. great offense. So but if you're at your 20, you're just going to flip the field. It's yep. just like it's Thank awesome. You. It's just yep. awesome. Like that's just it made so much sense for them to get the like the punt god Matareza. So they think he struggles with like touch. 
Yep. You're in Buffalo. Just you're going to need to kick it. through the wind and just kick it 60, kick it 70. And, and that he, kid can do it. He has such that Buffalo mentality. Because oh. you ever notice him? Like he, want, he wants his punt net average to be so high that he is sprinting down the field to tackle dudes if he has to. Yeah, he's just launching it and just being like, "All right, I got it. I'm mine's going. I'm averaging seventy on a punt, yep. which is insane." So like that, that made so much sense for them to get him. Uh, any other teams that come to mind? I really liked the Chiefs did as well. Um, yep. I feel like they had a great draft. There was I, there was a lot. I mean, I, the Giants. I think we could say I, I said they had a good first half of their draft. I think mm-hmm. you know getting Kayvon and Evan Neal is scary to me. I don't like either of them being on the. But then. Uh, you know, they, they reached, I felt like for the one, I forget his name, the receiver they drafted, but he's like a, um, uh, Kadarius Tony kind of double. So that kind of shows you that they're definitely getting rid of him. So, yeah. you know, the rest of commanders and, you know, they're, you know, they got John Dotson, which don't love having him in the division, but I don't think he's that much of a game changer. Uh, lions. I like the Lions. Oh, yeah. Lions had a very good draft. Very good. Draft. I really liked what the lions did. Mm-hmm. Um, getting Aiden Hutchinson, Jamison Williams, do, Vince. Do we have any other graphics you want to pull up with teams? Anybody got back there that we think is any good? And we got yeah. Chiefs. Yeah. yeah. So I I don't like Trent McDuffie off based off the fact that he went to a Pac-12 school. Everything else I can appreciate what they did. Yes. And, yeah. and like Karloftis, when we were doing mock drafts, kept going like twelve to eleven to fourteen. And they get him at 29. So yep. it's like just of making course. the common sense place. Yeah, it just makes sense. So they were uh, – I thought they did a great job. They and did. also Sky Moore, who Jeff Cavanaugh loves. I love now Sky Moore. You, you give him Mahomes, and it's like, all right, this – I just – you know, like him and Pickens, I'm like, I just know that this is going to work based on where they ended up. Yes. Yes. Pickens and Pickett, baby. Pickens and Pickett. That was just also – I'll end my draft talk on this before we go to the the – how the the quarterbacks just fell this year and just the lack of it was it was amazing to me that teams actually were just like yeah these guys aren't that good yeah and they sat and they waited because normally teams are like well we need a quarterback and they're just jumpy over it mm-hmm. and this year they're like yeah we're not doing that yeah and every it was every team that you thought might get a quarterback ended up with a quarterback and instead of doing it early they're like all right we know who wants a quarterback we're not going to reach like we're not going to waste our time. And everybody That's got their guy. Actually, the one pick I didn't love was Sam Howell going to Washington because I do like him, and they got phenomenal value on him, I believe. Yeah, he, he was projected being number one overall pick. And he went, and he went in the sixth round. Yeah. It's unreal. I think Desmond Ritter will be the starter in Atlanta by the end of the season. He looks gonna, like a – maybe it's just because he wore red and black in college, but he looks like a Falcons quarterback. He does. He really does. I, th- I think he's going to – I think he'll actually do well down there. As well as you can do for that curse. Drake London, too. No. 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 He's no. going to be good. No, he's not. He's going to be good. Told I don't think so. Be. But, yeah. I, say, I, I said he was going to be one or two taken off the board. Yeah, and he was one. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that, that was crazy. Um, but, yeah, the quarterbacks falling, I, again, I think that was just smart strategy. Like, there were only yeah. certain teams that were going to take quarterbacks this year. Everybody knows – Again, don't take the short-term view. I thought a lot of teams were just smart. The league's yep. getting smarter. Maybe yep. it's just like technology and access to social media and stuff like that. I think, I think there was a, a lot smarter draft strategies this year. And one of them was not panicking on quarterbacks, knowing what's coming, not taking the short-term view, and knowing what's coming the long-term next year. Yep. 
So yeah, overall, awesome draft. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. It's one of my favorite times of the year. And this is one of the first times I've left the draft and been like, okay, I have a belief system in my front office and my team. I'm yep, very as you should. As you should. All right, let's get into this TikTok and we can get out of here. Vince, are you right, joining Vince. us on this or is it just the two of us? I believe he is. Yes, okay. he's got his Billy Eilish hat on, so that lets me know. I'm in uniform. She's at Coachella. You didn't want to go to that one? Couldn't make it out this week. You can sell a kidney for a ticket? No, me, her and I were talking about it. She's like, you know what? Don't worry about coming on here. Like, I'll be there next February 13th. You can come see me then. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, the next Super Bowl. <laughs> COVID, bro. Where, wait, where is the next Super Bowl? Houston? I don't know. No, somewhere Vegas. warm, probably. Probably Vegas. Vegas. Oh, I thought about this during the draft. I might have said it during the live stream. I should not be allowed to be drafted and be 21 years old and become a millionaire overnight in Las Vegas. No. It would not end well. No. It would be terrible. Can we thrill? How about the dude who got pulled off the stage? The old guy? He was the coach in Goat House in Blue Mountain State. I didn't even notice. I was like, this guy's voice is familiar. And yeah. he said he was a player. He was the coach of Blue Mountain State. Ed Marinara. Oh, my so, God. All time. And that great. girl walked out and, was, and just pointed. I was like, please just read the card. Yeah, she was like, read the card. Oh, man. That was awesome. What a great moment. But him being the coach of the of uh, the Blue Mountain State fighting goats. So oh, good. what a great show. So good. Ah, Spike TV, RIP and peace. That was the best. All right, what All are right. we talking? TikTok today, we're continuing with the draft. We're going to do our top three steals of the 2022 NFL draft. Hmm. Wonder what you got the triangle back, boys. You guys ready to go? Let's do it. All right. At three, I got Damian Pierce for the Texans, fourth round, pick 107. I honestly think he can be one of the best running backs out of this draft class, if not the best. I think he's going to be a three down back in the league. I love the way that this kid runs. He runs with some fire. And I think for a team like the Texans, where you can't go wrong and you need everything, getting a starting caliber running back in the fourth round after what you did early is awesome. If I'm uh, here, pick 101 to go get him. <laughs> yeah. Three for me, it's Jalen Tolbert, the wide receiver that Dallas took out of South Alabama. Like I said, I think Dallas easily could have taken him at 56. Some people had him ranked as high as 44. They get him at 88 in the third round. He's going to be an immediate impact player. He can stretch the field. He can go across the middle. He's got great hands. He's going to be a huge addition to this team. And to get him at 88 um, with some of the other receivers that went off the board before him, I think was a complete steal. At number three, I have Cole Strange. Uh, we did it again. Everyone started making fun of Bill Belichick. We need to stop doing this. Uh, every time people make fun of him, trying to make him look stupid, who called it? He ends up being. Yeah, you did Damn. call. It. That was incredible. But you know, congrats to the Patriots. They drafted the best offensive lineman of all time, apparently. Uh, and it's pretty much a lock. I, anything short than first overall is a steal with this guy, apparently. Probably. All right, at two, I have Arnold Evacati for the Falcons. Second round, pick 38. There was a run on edge rushers early. The Falcons didn't panic. And in the second round, they get their guy. I think he's one of the most pure edge rushers in the draft. He has a clear and defined role. It is on third down, get after the quarterback, which he did very well in his college career, including nine and a half sacks this past season. Vince, what's his stat? There was, what, 6% where he got there in less than two seconds? Yeah, or something like that. Sign me up for that and on a second round pick. I'll take my chances with that. I mean, he was hot. He was ranked as 
high as 24 going to the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. They got him at 38. That's great value. Um, Two for me is Kyle Hamilton going to the Baltimore Ravens. He was ranked as high as third going in the draft a couple months ago. Um, And then people are like, well, he didn't test great. He is a phenomenal football player. He is a smart football player. If you watch his tape, he sees the play developing almost before the offense knows what's coming. Um, If you watch his one play against Florida State where he is all the way on the one hash, completely turns his head, sprints all the way to the other hash, picks the ball off. It is one of the most athletic plays I've ever seen by a safety ever. And he just, he's the perfect Baltimore Raven because of course he is. And I think that is, of course they stole him. Uh, Number two, I have Malik Willis. Uh, No one liked this quarterback class. Were any of them first round talents? No. Were any of them second round talents? Maybe. Was was Malik Willis at least a third round talent for sure? Like they got good value out of the pick. They didn't waste the first round pick on him like a lot of people mocked him to do. They waited. They got him in the third round. Now apparently Ryan Tannehill's an asshole, so it's just going to motivate this dude to try harder, and he could probably win the starting spot over that Nissan Altima Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Such a great comparison. Or a Toyota Camry, one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at one, I have insert Ravens pick here because okay. you can just choose any single one that you want. Kevin mentioned Kyle Hamilton. They got Tyler Lindenbaum. They got Charlie Kohler. They got a great running back out of Missouri in the sixth round. Every freaking thing they do works. They got the defensive tackle from UConn in the third round. He was projected to go to the second round. They go best player available, turn on the tape. If you produce for me, you're on our board. They do everything right draft. Uh, Number one for me is the 27th pick overall. The Jacksonville Jaguars come back into the first round and take linebacker Devin Lloyd from Utah. He was projected to be the number one linebacker off the board. It ends up being Quay Walker. Um, He was mocked as high as 8, 9, 10 at some points in this offseason. He is I don't even know how to explain it. He is such a I love watching him play because he can do it all from the linebacker position and seeing him have to go in that ugly, disgusting Jacksonville uniform hurts my heart. But it is such a smart pick by Trent Balky, who never does smart picks at all. It's always the flashy guys. I think this was more of a Doug Peterson pick, and I think he's a perfect fit for a guy like Doug Peterson. And I think he's going to bring physicality and leadership to that defense that desperately needs it. And to get him at 27, they were brilliant to come back into the first round because he wasn't lasting much longer. Hope he likes ice cream. Uh, number one, I have A.J. Brown. Eagles gave up almost no draft capital for him. They used a first-round pick on a 24-year-old wide receiver that's already proven himself in the NFL. Uh, some teams used – actual first some some teams actually drafted 24 year olds so Bears drafted a 25 year old receiver yeah they're they're drafting like you said there's a lot of like already fathers in this draft because they're old enough to be there's a there's a lot of old guys in this draft and the eagles traded a first round pick for a 24 year old aj brown who's a top five wide receiver in the league at worst he could be top three at like at his best so aj brown Best pick in the draft for the Eagles. Love Boom. it. TikTok finalized. Vince, thank you for joining us. Great draft season. That was yes. awesome. Next year, it needs to be seven rounds, seven days, one round a day to keep me occupied for a whole week. 
Cannot. So I have I have a lot of draft analysis guys locked and loaded that we can bring on for guests that we were going to bring pre-draft, but then we kind of got in a roll with our mock drafts that we didn't really, we wanted to do our own stuff. So yeah, we're going to bring on one or two, I think the next two weeks to help us analyze a little bit more. I would like to see what other people think of our drafts. I love that. I love, uh, I love bouncing the ideas off one another. So that should be fun. So uh, that's it for us. Thank you for listening and watching uh, Birds vs. Boys. Make sure you follow our YouTube channel. That's really been taking off lately. We're putting out all different types of stuff. We were doing mock drafts, player breakdowns. We're going to continue to do uh, more stuff like that based around the players that the Cowboys and the Eagles picked. We're going to do some breakdowns of those guys. Um, and, hell, maybe soon we'll do a 2023 mock draft just to have some fun. <laughs> but um, follow us everywhere social, anywhere you listen. To your podcast we're there tell your friends tell your family this is a football podcast for everyone we're inclusive see we talked about all the draft picks not just the cowboys not just the eagles we're just we're football freaks that's all we are so aiden good luck with the sixers hopefully you. comes back me too me too thankfully i got the kobe d chris hansen here and i'm gonna need you all to take a seat right over there and check out birds like versus boys I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Yeah. Stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. Upside alert. Upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope Dude, is gone. No. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach. That is the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful podcast. I'll be watching.